Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Privacy concerns over the RCMP's years-long, non-publicly disclosed use of intrusive spyware in major investigations. Now, the cops have to do their investigations, and if they have tools that will assist them, particularly the RCMP, that look at national and international issues, great. But... What is the potential for these particular tools? May they cross the bounds into, well, areas the police really should not be involved in. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association has declared what's going on with the RCMP, quote, a pattern pointing to a crisis of accountability. Also, the CCLA, this, uh, this week, their reaction to this week's news about documents presented to the federal court concerning Mr. Trudeau's government, invocation of the Emergencies Act. Let's talk about all of this. Uh, we'll start with the EA briefly. Brenda McPhail joins us, Director of Privacy, Technology, and Surveillance Programs for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Ms. McPhail, thank you very much uh, for taking the time. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, it's uh, busy times for all of us. Lots of questions being asked. So let me ask, uh, first out of the gate, before we get to the RCMP story, which is the gist of why you're here, but we have the developments where the the federal court and the CCLA is involved in this particular situation. Federal court having seen documents suggesting there may be a potential for a breakthrough, might have been, in February with the truckers convoy, but they still went ahead with the... um, with the invocation of the Emergencies Act. What can you tell us, just in broad strokes, what the CCLA's view of this is? Well, as you, as you said, the CCLA is currently before the court on this matter. So um, the documents that were released have been heavily redacted, and we're not really able to comment on the content of those documents or any others that might still be released because our case is before the court. We're waiting anxiously, though, to learn if the court will decide to order further disclosure of documents, because that would be really helpful, particularly considering how much of the documents that have been released have been blocked out. All right, I'll ask you one more question. Has it whetted your appetite for, for more information? Has, this, has what's been released or been made known this week whetted your appetite for more information? Absolutely. I mean, the CCLA's position has always been that we can't properly assess whether or not it was reasonable for the federal government to invoke the Emergencies Act without a full and frank disclosure of of the information that they had at the time that caused them to take that action. Mm -hmm. So we need a judge to be able to see the documents that were part of the decision-making process. That's really important for public accountability. Yeah, and it is the law. They are required to provide that information. And the, uh, the Emergencies Act is the nuclear option for any federal government. Now, under the spyware in the RCMP situation, so the RCMP in possession of spyware um, being used and had the ability and has the ability to listen into private Canadian mobile phone conversations. Not saying that's what they did, but it can do it to private Canadian mobile phone conversations and, in fact, take control of the phones by intercepting incoming information and accessing media files as well as turning on your phone's microphone and camera. So let's begin with that. The CCLA's response to this particular spyware being within the uh, RCMP's arsenal and being used for years without any disclosure. Well, we are shocked but not surprised that this is happening and that it's been happening for so many years. 
without any public accountability or disclosure. Not even to the Privacy Commissioner of Canada in a privacy impact assessment. And to be clear, even if there are concerns about investigative privilege and protecting public safety by keeping particular tools used secret, the Privacy Commissioner of Canada has the necessary security clearance to look at documents related to a program and keep them confidential if that's genuinely in the public interest. So there's absolutely no excuse for not having involved his office in that. Yeah, I just have difficulty. I, I don't mind the RCMP. I understand the RCMP not just going on national radio and television and saying, hey, we have this particular skill and ability and these tools, so we're going to use them to go after the bad guys. But to keep it quiet and away from the privacy commissioner is really raises some red flags. You're also quoted as saying you don't think this is a one-off problem. It's absolutely not a one-off problem. This is just the latest incident in a series of patterns in a pattern where we've found out that the RCMP has been using really invasive, um, potentially dangerous surveillance technologies with no public transparency. So first we had MC catchers or cell site simulators, which are tools that let police officers scoop up information about all the cell phones within the radius of a cell phone tower. So, you know, like thousands, maybe even tens of thousands in a busy area of phone inf of information from phones all at the same time. Then we had uh, the revelations that the RCMP were using what was determined by the Privacy Commissioner to be illegal Clearview AI facial recognition technology for a couple of years without disclosure. And now we've got this revelation about spyware. This is the third time that the RCMP have failed to come public about using categories of controversial tools that have really serious implications for people's charter-protected rights. Yeah, the RCMP is authorized to use these so-called audits only on limited investigations and must be by judicial authorization now. However, based on what you just said, since the RCMP was less than truthful about this program and others, should we feel confident they didn't engage in some surreptitious listening to and watching of Canadians they just, and for whatever reason, may have had an interest in? Well, I think... Legit yeah, question, I mean, isn't it? It's an interesting question, and I think we have to be careful in answering it, because on the one hand, I mean, I think it's fair to say and certainly the, the three RCMP witnesses who came before the Committee of Parliament studying this matter this week um, were very careful to say that they take the rights and freedoms of people in Canada seriously. They admitted that if they were using it indiscriminately and without a warrant, that that kind of use would be illegal in Canada, and they're aware of that. So I think the fact that they've acknowledged that if they were to use it in ways other than how they've said they're using it, it would be illegal, can give us some comfort that maybe they're not crossing that line, that they, that they are sufficiently conscious of their duty to protect Canadians, that they're not going to deliberately and knowingly violate the law to do that. I can bet you very few Canadians this week didn't look at their phones a little differently. Look at that uh, camera and look at the on-off switch a little differently. I'm sure that, I know I didn't, and I haven't done anything wrong, but it's just, oh, really, you can do this. Hmm. So I think that's absolutely true, and that's why it's such a problem that the police don't just stand up and say, hey, people in Canada, 
We need particular kinds of tools to do difficult investigations. This category of tools, we're not going to tell you which one because that would be a problem, but this category of tools we understand might freak people out. Therefore, we want to have an open or frank conversation where we tell you why we need them, how we're going to limit their use, how we're going to get our use vetted by the appropriate regulator, the Privacy Commissioner in Canada, so that you can be assured that we're not doing anything wrong. Even if we can't give you the nitty-gritty details, there's somebody watching us um, to make sure that we get those details right. And, and after you know all those things, you know, what do you think, people in Canada? It, does this seem like a reasonable thing for your national policing body to do? But they're not doing that. They're doing it again and again, making secret interpretations of the laws that govern them behind the scenes, deciding they can do something all by themselves, and moving forward without the appropriate oversight or transparency. And that's why people are freaked out. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.